guys, I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And this is Black Chick Lit, and we're here for take two on Juneteenth Eve. We haven't had a take two in a while. We've been, well, I mean, we also have had a span where we have <laughs> We depended on Skype, and even for That's all her changes. She I mean, still would record. Yeah, like she sounded like crap, but she recorded. So, I That's mean, true. now we're doing both. I learned my lesson. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, I'm sorry, that was on me. <laughs> it's okay. Let's blame Audacity. Let's blame whatever white man developed Audacity. Mm-hmm. Watch it be like a really sweet, you know, older woman of color who like this is her baby project or whatever. And we're just tearing her down on Juneteenth Eve. Oh, well, I feel like that karma will come back to us then. So if something bad happens, that's that's why. <laughs> How are you all doing out there baking on the West Hot. Coast? Hot. I'm hot. I'm in here. I got all the lights off. Oh my gosh. I, it's, oh, it's 103 according to my weather app. It's 104 here. Oh God. With the humidity index. Oh, the real feel is 103. It's actually only 98. Oh. We don't have any humidity, so it all shakes out to the same thing. I'm worried about you guys. I need y'all to get some rain. You're like, hey, girl. <laughs> we're working on it. Yeah. So, well, how are you? You had uh, Popeyes recently. I, I, oh, I discovered Popeyes will not only deliver to my house, free delivery on any order over $10. Yeah. I haven't had Popeyes in a minute because there isn't one near me. Mm. I treated myself. Like, so I went out and I walked three and a half miles yesterday. In this Why? Week. It was hot. I know, in this heat. And I was like, you know how I'm going to reward myself? I got myself a three-piece tenders meal and one of their little hand, like, cakes. Mm-hmm. Cheesecake and strawberry. Strawberry cheesecake. That shit was good. I'm thinking, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> this can't be the great chicken talk part two. We did talk about chicken a lot in the last time. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I was going to edit it and put it on the Patreon, but it got kind of ridiculous. I was like, we were talking about chicken for a really long time. <laughs> Like for 10 straight minutes, we're talking about chicken. Uh, 30, we can't, we can't. 30, ma'am. We were talking about chicken for 30 straight minutes. It was 30 wow. minutes. We had that wiki article. Oh, that's right. We were going through like every. We went deep. Yes. So. Well, it's lost to time now. So. But yeah, <sighs> so it's just hot, but we're going to make it. Juneteenth is tomorrow. Mm hmm. So we did it, Joe. It's a federal <laughs> holiday now. But uh, they still banned critical race theory, so you know, you know, you can get Juneteenth, but you can't learn why. You don't know you why. <laughs> you don't know why you're off. You just are. So oh, it's sad. It's I can't pay attention to the news anymore. I sometimes I just gotta fade out. It's like I ain't got. I do not have the spoons for this. Yeah, I think that's me on Twitter which we can segue into news because I, I, I think I said this on the last time, maybe I said it before, like, I'll just delete it over the weekend. <laughs> and then come back. It pulls you back in. Back. Yeah, I'm like, oh, well, I should check on, you know, our, our, our black chicklets. <laughs> well, just give me a- I noticed you weren't tweeting, so I was like, okay, I'll try and handle some. So next time you just, just let me know, like, hey, I'm done. And I'll, and I'll- <laughs> 
a bit more. That's true. No, this week has been like busier, even with like outside things. So I didn't, I didn't delete it this weekend, and I probably won't. But I will remember that in the future instead of just disappearing entirely. <laughs> I figured. I was like, oh, she's probably she's working. She's doing real things. So there was some things that were twittering about mm-hmm. on the twitters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One I thought we were going to talk about. I just want to mention the. I read everything about in the heights. Because that was hilarious. I just want to say, Rita girl, she turned around with that apology in less than 24 hours. I was impressed. Expected. I knew she was because she got the documentary. She's her, her, uh, oh, yeah. Her, her like, life story or something. Yeah. Her studio is like, girl, don't be pissing all these like, people you better, off. You better go out there and apologize. And she said, why? <laughs> why? That <laughs> got her right in line. Yeah. And then the second one was about, Oh, I do not know how I feel about Miss Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. I go back and forth. So I I try to follow. I feel like she, if she met me, she wouldn't like me. So Yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, then you know what? I don't really like you. And that, yeah, you know what? And that's not like a comment on anything that's happening right now. Because as I said, like, been off Twitter I was kind of like looking at it and I was like, hmm, I definitely have thoughts, but not the ones that I want to share publicly without like looking more into it, if that makes sense. But I do, you know, like you notice we have not read the podcast. I think it's just, um, just, I I feel like we, like a long time ago, said we're just not going to focus on authors we don't like, which is hilarious given that email that you got recently. They didn't get but, that memo. They didn't get that memo. But, um, you know, we just we just try to be a little bit more positive and focus on the things we like because, like, you know, it's too hot to be so mad out here. But at the same time, yeah, I feel like we have a list where it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, I read this, but, you know, it, it kind of gave me, you know, a bad feeling, so I'm not going to or this person said something, or this person, or just like you said, I have a feeling that this person just would not like me for a variety of reasons. I mean, she had all that shit to say about Beyonce. And I was like, oh, I love Beyonce. But Beyonce, and it's debatable if she had beef or not, but it was definitely kind of like, it was like when I dated the Nigerian uh people and we had that word that they call black people and you're kind of like do you want to be with me or do you hate black people yeah and i just kind of get that from like that sense where it's like oh no i love y'all but the way i'm gonna write about you or the things i'm gonna say are gonna be kind of huh yeah she was in the news a lot though we could talk about because i just think the machete because molly brought it up and the second i put two and two together i almost fell out of my chair so we can at least say a quick blurb about why yeah. she's in the news yeah yeah go ahead so she wrote this whole scribe against quote-unquote cancel culture mm-hmm. so basically and she called out it's about cancel culture and it's about you know how i think she's mad that people are still mad at her for her like transphobic comments which she doesn't see as transphobic but mm-hmm. trans people are like it is so you know mm-hmm. take that for what it's worth but she called out one author in particular and i'm apologizing in advance because i'm sure this pronunciation isn't correct uh Akweke Amezi, 
um, mm-hmm. who identifies as non-binary, uses they, them pronouns. Mm-hmm. They felt, I guess, I mean, not they felt, they were targeted by this essay. She talks about um, how she had a former student in her workshop who she says, you know, got too close to her and it went on Twitter and talked about her. And then the line where she's like, one of the lines in this essay is about how this person told her followers to raise machetes or attack her yeah. with machetes. And while machetes were mentioned in the tweet thread that this um, author wrote, it was clearly symbolic. Yeah, like, it's like, do you have the exact quote? Because it's like, when I was like, I was like, okay, well, I don't have time to read this whole letter or to read a bunch of Twitter threads. Oh, yeah, she had like emails in it. I was like, I ain't got it. I ain't got time for it. But I did see this one because I was like, well, what what did this person say? Can you tell me what this person said? And then I saw the example of what, you know, this person said and that person said. And I was like, it, it is not matching up to me. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Akweke read this whole thread about how this whole long thread about how they were hurt by these transphobic comments that um, Tremenda said. And and how uh, she refuses to be held accountable for them. And so the thread ends with, um, I trust that there are other people who will pick up machetes to protect us from the harm transphobes like Adichie and Rowling seek to perpetuate. I, however, will be in my garden with butterflies trying to figure out how to befriend the neighborhood crows. Find me on the gram. If you can read that, especially with the line about befriending the crows, and right. take it as a literal threat, that's a stretch. Right. That is kind of a stretch. And it's like, it's it's ignoring, you know, the very real danger that like publicly trans people face and mm-hmm. how people just go after them constantly, especially Black trans women, especially mm-hmm. Black uh, uh, non-binary people. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just you could be like well that person that bitch wore a shirt i didn't like and they'll be having death threats mm-hmm. and i understand that like all black women face that public black women face that um but it's kind of like perpetuating that same kind of way that we're attacked against someone that we should be you know embracing so i don't know what happened like between the two of them like I skimmed it, and honestly, part of it felt on on why am I yelling on Chimamanda's part? It felt kind of petty. It was mm-hmm. like um, they took a photo of my house and shared it. Fine, they used my name in their not acknowledgments. I think of her of the book. Fine, but there was nothing like. And then I guess there were some emails that she didn't like okay. that she never answered. I don't know. I feel like on. I feel like she felt betrayed. On the other authors, I get it. Like, Shiva Amanda said these transphobic things, didn't acknowledge how they were hurtful, and then refused to apologize. They called her out, and that put her, that put them on her blacklist. Yeah. I mean, like, you can have beef with somebody, and nobody has to be kumbaya. You can, you can dislike somebody. Um, you could be like, she could have wrote this whole article, be like, hey, they did this and they did that and they ride my coattails and they're taking pictures of my house and blah, 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 blah. But then to wrap it up in like cancel culture and um, all this stuff, you you know what that, what result that brings. That's like that dog whistling. That gets transphobic people 
that gets racist people to go after, you know, this author um, because you're wrapping it up like, well, my rights and I'm being silenced and da da da. And it's like when I first saw it, like the very first thing I saw were a bunch of bunch of people agreeing with it. I was like, oh no, who cared for Jim Amanda? And so I was reading some of the comments. And I saw some people say something transphobic and a whole bunch of people who were agreeing, like, uh, <laughs> get that word out of here. That's fake. And I was like, oh, no. Uh, what, what, what am I? And then I saw a bunch of people, like, that I, whose opinions, you know, I kind of trust and whose work I've liked and whose thoughts I've admired, kind of saying, like, this ain't it, girl. Like, what are mm-hmm. you doing? So... I just, like I said, you know, Twitter is not the greatest place for nuance. And you can dislike, you can dislike a trans person. You know what I mean? Like on a personal level. And be like, me and her got beef. Me and them got beef. Like, <laughs> because X, Y, Z. But if you try to make it into this other thing, then you just know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like everybody just- loves literary beef. You could have had it. Everybody could have been kiki and having a good time. But then you get all the transphobes and all the, like, you know, uh, cancer culture uh, people in. And it's just like, I. Mm. Yeah. Because, like, let's not lie. Uh, Chim Amanda knows. She probably knows why this other author is upset with her. And mm-hmm. she also knows why people disagree with her comments. Like, she she's aware. She knows. And she knows that by framing this. I think her wrong was framing what is actually a very hurtful thing she did to somebody else as if it's just this petty stuff. Like, well, I don't like her. I don't like them because they did X, Y, petty shit. That is fair. I forgot about the turf stuff that she was saying. Yeah. It's so like, she's too smart to not know what this is all about. And so there, I, did we talk about this? Like there was a really good article by the New York times about like, turfism in the UK and like why it's so prevalent like the way British feminism feminism I, am I saying that word correctly? Right I can't talk what British? Fem, feminism mm. yeah um, it felt like I was saying feminism <laughs> it's hot y'all I think I got the heat stroke Oh no. Um, but I think it was really interesting it's like how this is just a thing like not a thing but it's like it's there's it's it's more of an this. It's more of not more of an issue, but there's a unique flavor of it in the UK, mm. and you kind of see that with Rowling and and and, and Gozi Adichie. I see. I, I remember that going around, and I think we talked about it, but I didn't read it because I got paywalled. <laughs> you know, I broke down and bought a subscription to the New York Times. I split it. They have this thing where you can um get two for like some premium membership, where you can get two. So a friend and I, we paid mm. half, and then we split it. Mm. well then you can paraphrase things to me okay <laughs> well um what did i read i read it a while ago the best i can say oh you don't have to paraphrase okay, it now. Good. I, just, okay, I, good. <laughs> I thought that was like a quiz because i was like man i don't remember no no but yeah i think you know her big crime is trying to wrap up like she knows why this other um author is upset and she knows right. She knows the bigger issues that are underneath it. And she's sitting here playing like, oh, well, it's about, it's about this little petty internal thing. And like, it's not. Right. Right. But even beyond that, I feel like she's trying to make it seem like, like if it was just a petty 
thing that nobody cared about, but she's she's calling out, she's like dog whistling to people who eat that like cancel culture shit up. Mm-hmm. Like she's not even saying like I don't even understand why um, we're beefing. Um, she's saying like, well, this person just has it out for me, and you have to be so perfect all the time on the internet, and uh, or else the cancel culture will get to you. But it's like, but you weren't being this perfect angel. And that's why she's, you know, that's why people are upset because you were saying turkey stuff. Yeah. People don't want accountability. They're confusing cancel culture with accountability. Like mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of who, who we have canceled who probably like didn't deserve it. I think we're trying to be more as a society, be more aware, but I'm like, like, yeah, like the way they did the Dixie chicks in the aughts or I'm, <laughs> Or like the way like Monica Lewinsky was treated, where she was like this pariah, and I don't know, but she didn't really she didn't deserve that any because she didn't do anything. I mean, she did. Uh, that's a whole other night. Let me stop. I'm trying to think of an example that's not working. But you get my. There are people who genuinely fuck up, apologize. Yeah. That's and then if they still can't get it, that's cancel culture. But when you keep fucking up and you're like, I didn't do shit wrong. Right. <laughs> right. It's like. And it's still, I saw someone saying like, oh, isn't it crazy that they use something like this term, this joke that came out of like black gay culture to cancel something as this like rallying point against any criticism that might come from a marginalized community. Yeah, it's a lot. And I don't even know if we did all like the full context because it's, it's a lot. Like I said, I didn't read it. I don't know like their personal beef between them um and like i said she's just not an author that um you know we really follow or that i really follow so i can't really like when she's in the news and stuff i don't really look at it um so i can't go back and say well she did this and have a whole public accounting of everything she's ever done in her life um so obviously my comments as the the specific example that you read that i saw left me like huh Oh, so I think that's it. That was so heavy. And like now I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm already, I'm just getting like mad about the internet. We were already talking about Trump before we recorded. So I was mad about that. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk well, about. We spent 30 minutes talking about chicken last time. I know that was, I mean, I guess, you know, the, the good with the bad. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about this book. Yes. Let's talk about While Justice Sleeps by Stacey Adams. Abrams. Who the hell is Stacey Adams? Is that the shoe guy? Is that the. Yeah. Stacey Adams isn't that the brand of shoe like old black men wear I'm <laughs> Stacey Abrams um, the how she does she actually have a title she did have a title she was um, a representative and she was a rep in the Georgia House of Representatives she ran for governor in what was that 2018 was robbed Mm-hmm. And a really shady turn of events. But then she turned around, came back in 2020 and helped, made a major impact in the Senate race and the presidential election. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and she writes. Yeah, she writes. As a side note, I looked up um, Stacey Adams, but I had no idea that those shoes had names. So, <laughs> <laughs> But those are the shoes, right? They are the shoes, yeah. Yes. I apologize for mixing up Stacey Adams with Stacey Abrams. Um, anyway, now I want to see the shoes. Anyway, I bet, I bet the justice in this would wear um, some Stacey 
Adam Shoes, which is my way to bring back the colorism and who is black in this book discussion. Yes. Okay. So when we recorded our first go around, and this was not even on the air, and I was like, we should have had it on the air. Mm-hmm. We, what is every who? Like, I think I asked, is Jared black or white? Yeah. And I, I checked. Know. And I checked in the book, the only descriptor that's used for the judge is he's described as having bronzed skin, which can go mm-hmm. any number of ways. Mm-hmm. You could be a white guy with a tan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to all that. I just wanted we'll to bring it up that. at the top of the episode, sort of after we stop recording this. <laughs> so this is Abram's first suspense thriller. She's written mm-hmm. a number of nonfiction titles, including Lead from the Outside. I read that one. And Our Time is Now. She also mm-hmm. has romances under the name Selena Montgomery. So, which I, excuse me, which I have not, I've not read. I've made it a goal this year to read one of her romances. So. Yeah, you'll have to update us and let us know. <laughs> um, and I don't know if we want to dig deep into this, considering what we just said about Twitter and the messiness, but there was some discourse on the Twitterverse when I think this was this was right when she was like she was just to like gain some of her prominence. Mm-hmm. It was after the failed electoral, but she was still sort of a hot star. And he read some of her romance on air during an interview for comedy. Stephen Colbert did. Yes, Stephen Colbert did. Thank you for helping me complete a sentence. <laughs> and people on Twitter got a little perturbed by that. A little so, bit. Yeah. 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 Which I kind yeah. of get. Don't use don't use her writing as like a joke. Yeah, I mean, it's like if she's in on it and you want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm this senator, but also like, I'm, you know, writing these steamy romances and I can bring home the bacon cooking up too. you mm-hmm. know, like it, there's a way to make empowering jokes about like always shitting all over people and yeah. what they like to do. But just, and I, we watched it. This kind of wasn't it. Yeah, just tittering at like the word breast or, or right. someone getting naked. It, it's kind of immature. Like, come on, Stephen Colbert. Right. So, I love how all these people laugh at like the sex in these books, like they've never <laughs> heard of sex before. Right. It's like okay, guys. Like, let's let's try and figure out what's happening in this book. Because okay, let's so try. we had. I think the thing that makes me sad about losing our first recording is we had like I think a really good discussion trying to like parse out the difference between mystery, thriller, mm-hmm. and suspense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we mm-hmm. got there. But it wasn't good. But it yeah. wasn't good. Yeah. Because we were trying to think, like, had we read another, like, straight up suspense thriller? And I don't think so. I think we've read mostly mysteries that might have suspense or thriller elements. Yes. Now that you say that, because I kind of not, we brought this book up a lot during our previous recording, and I don't mean to keep bringing it up, but it's what I got. I was comparing it to Heaven, My Home, and Bluebird, mm-hmm. Bluebird, because mm-hmm. I kind of thought those were suspense. But you're mm-hmm. right, they are more, because there is a mystery. There's a question, mm-hmm. and we don't know. But it does have suspense elements. Like that scene where that cop is helping him look for his, what was it, his cat? <laughs> right. His dog? Like, oh, my cat's under the uh, uh, porch, and it's really like a gun or something. Yeah, yeah. he's really looking for a gun. I'm like, oh, that was, sus-. so I kind of did it as suspense. But I think you're right. That's not the case here, because, I mean, there is a mystery, but it's not, it's not a mystery that hold. I mean, I guess it does kind of hold up the plot. We'll get to it. But just, we didn't know. I even Googled thriller versus suspense. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the big thing was that you know who both sides are. Like, it's not a mystery, like, who the antagonist is. You're not trying to, like, 
crack something open. Um, it's like this cat and mouse game between um, the protagonist and the antagonist, mm-hmm. which so- I think we said was a little bit more similar to um, American Spy. Mm-hmm. Or when no one's watching, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this one, I mean, I feel like using that definition, I'm going to keep rethinking this because I don't know if I'll ever get my head around it. Using what you just said, though, do you mm-hmm. think, and I'm jumping ahead, if we hadn't gotten all those chapters from the POV of like Vance mm-hmm. and and the president, would it have been more suspenseful? Like if there were people who just kept showing up where they were and they didn't know how they found out and they didn't know how they got there? To me, yes. Like, that's what really took me out and what really confused me. But I think I just wasn't, I wasn't familiar with this genre and its conventions. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like, like, okay, girl, you know who's doing it. Like, we know who, who's doing it. It's the president. Like, we have a vague <laughs> sense of why, but we know it's the president in advance who are doing all this shit to you. Like, why don't you know? Um, because another thing we talked about was the point of view on this. Yes. And how we think it's the first time we've read like a third person kind of omniscient where it's like you are in everyone's head. You know what everyone's thinking. Yes. Yeah. I don't think I've third person limited. I've had lots of experience. I've never read anything like this where you're in everybody's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is like very, very different than like I was coming in really thinking it was going to be like a straight up mystery that they had to solve. But it's not because, you know, like something will happen. It'll be like uh uh, our girl's in the car, Avery, and she like drives off, and then it'll be like, but Avery didn't notice the black driven by Vance right behind her. Then you jump into Vance's head, and he's like, oh, the phone's like, I'm like, okay, we got her. I'm going to go hit her in the head again. <laughs> exactly. That's funny, because I went in thinking it was going to be a straight-up thriller where this justice is unconscious, and there were people who, wanting to fill his seat, were like trying to murder, like trying to kill him. Mm-hmm. So, like, there would be no mystery. It's try and stop this old justice from getting <laughs> off in his hospital bed. So, and it's kind of a it's kind of a hybrid. Like, they're they're solving like this extremely convoluted is that the right word contrived uh, puzzle box mystery set up by the the mm-hmm. justice. Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of time thinking about why he would do this instead of just putting it on a thumb drive. Yes. I think we got there. I think I so. Think let's so. back up a bit. Yeah, let's gonna, back up. So this was. Oh, you have your synopsis. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> and I want to say, if we haven't already, this is going to be a full spoiler. This book is pretty new. It came out in May. We're going to mm-hmm. do everything. We're going to talk everything. We're not saving it for a uh, go read it later. So mm-hmm. if you want to be, if you want to learn all the secrets on your own, read it, then come back. Right. So I will do the synopsis and then we'll dig into everything because I think when we first recorded, Molly said she wasn't sure what was happening, but you, you said like everything. You're like, he's doing this, right? And I was like, yes. He's like, he's doing it because of this, right? And I was like, yes. Like, you got it. <laughs> I didn't feel like, I, this book made me feel dumb. I mean, yeah, it made me feel dumb too, but I think we both got the crux of it. So, okay. So here we okay. go. So Avery Keene, a 26-year-old Yale graduate and law clerk for one of the Supreme Court's most crotchety justices, is surprised when she shows up for work one day to learn that she has been named said crotchety justice's legal guardian. Justice Howard Wynn, considered a libertarian hippie in the court's essential swing vote, has fallen into a coma believed to be brought on by his advanced case of Brorson syndrome. Avery soon learns the truth. 
His coma has been self-inflicted, and her role as guardian comes with a big responsibility. Reveal the truth of America's crimes and expose those involved, specifically those that relate to the merger of two biotech companies that create technology that has the ability to cure humanity's worst diseases, a merger that is currently being ruled on by a now-split Supreme Court. Things won't be easy for Avery, as there are a lot of people who don't want these secrets out. One of them includes President, or two of them includes include President Stokes and his right-hand man, Major Vance, who imply they've committed a number of major atrocities, all in the name of, quote-unquote, national security. Mm-hmm. Aided, aided by her roommate, Ling, Ling Justice Wynn's lawyer, Noah, and his son, Jared, the Justice's son, not Noah's son, <laughs> Avery soon discovers that the U.S. has funded unethical genetics tests that have used that use weaponized viruses to kill Muslims. Knowing she can't accuse the president of such crimes without proof, Avery manages to meet up with the very scientists who led and oversaw the project. Finding them all won't be easy, though. Major Vance is obsessed with cleaning up loose ends and murdering anyone who gets too close to the truth. And he steals information directly from Avery and her friends. I read that sentence wrong, sorry. In a desperate move to ensure certain truths stay buried, Vance has one of his men hold Avery's mother, Rita, hostage unless Avery kills Justice Wynn. Avery offers instead to relinquish her guardianship of Judge Wynn. With the help of Jared and FBI agent Lee, Rita is found. Ready to expose what she discovers, Avery sues the United States to make the resignation of her guardianship void. Uh, I didn't, I told Molly I agonized over the word sues because I am 99% sure that is not the correct legal word, but I ain't no lawyer, so it is what, we did, what it is. In the crowded Supreme Court, she announces what she's learned about Stokes' actions to the world. The story wraps up with Avery regaining guardianship, Justice Wynn still in a coma until it's proven irreversible, the merger expected to go through, Rita in rehab, and evidence of President Stokes' previous crimes uh parenthetical killing the president exposed mm-hmm. reading that second time reading that after having a like some discs because usually not gonna lie y'all sometimes i write these synopsis up like right before we record yeah. reading a week later they ain't that good <laughs> i think they're good <laughs> i think like they could just use a good edit because some of these i'm like what is that run-on sentence what is that run-on sentence what was i what was i smoking so, so that's what happens. Reading that synopsis did remind me of some of the critiques we had, and we can get into it. So, mm-hmm. let's start with first impressions. Molly, what did you think of this book? Um, <laughs> I yeah. So I guess I was like, I was confused going in because I wasn't familiar with the genre. It helped me to think about like movie thrillers that I had seen. Uh-huh. And I brought up that movie with uh, Beyonce and Idris Elba as the secretary. Obsession. We already forgot the name. Obsession. Yeah. There we go. And it's like, you know, there's someone who just keeps coming after you, keeps coming after you, keeps coming after you. And um, you know who it is. You know that they hate you. They know You know what they want and why. But the suspense comes from, like, the, the heightening of their desperation the antagonist's desperation to stop the protagonist from reaching their goal. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking like, oh, okay, well, I know who did it because he's saying it in his point of view chapters. So that I had to like reframe my thinking. Um, I also, there was like a lot of law in this. And oh it's like, God. it's, um, we talked a lot about it's civil procedure. Like it's, it's, it's constitutional law. But it's not like Fourth Amendment. It's not like Bill of Rights totally. 
it's very much like who has jurisdiction? Can I hear this case? Do you have standing in the, to bring this to this court? It's a lot of uh, uh, guardianship. Uh-huh. Um, it's very like fine points of the law that you don't often see in entertainment. Yeah. And um, uh, I was telling Danielle, like, they gave me a certificate in law school saying, like, you couldn't con law. You be-. Like, they, I was like, what do you mean? They were like, go to the office and they printed it off. And they were like, just your certificate saying, like, you, you did real, real good in con law. Which I lost, but um, <laughs> I I still did not understand and was not following, like, a lot of what was going on. Yeah, it's a lot of, of this book. Is it law? It's law about the law, right? Law mm-hmm. on how the law works. It's, mm-hmm. just, it's like the rules that you have to follow for X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's so, like the rules about the rules. Yeah. Yes. Oh, so meta. Like, Drunken White's the rules of style or something. Exactly. Yes. Like, I was trying <laughs> to think of something last time. It's like, yes, if it was like a thriller based around like, Someone using like the Chicago manual <laughs> to like commit serial murders. Like that's what it is. So I will say, like, so this book I thought was very like compulsively readable. Like it took me a while to get into it, but once I got into it and was going, like the action moved and I read it. However, I did have some and I liked most of our characters. I liked Avery's a bit passive, but mm-hmm. I like her. I even kind of liked the puzzle. Like it was ridiculous because we we mentioned like I think Molly's big question is like, why? Why go through this trouble? And I think for me, I bought, I bought, he's a, he's a man with a, a, what do they call it? A neurodegenerative disorder that can cause paranoia. So he's suffering and he's not, his, he hasn't completely lost his cognitive function, but his thinking is impacted and he's got some paranoia. But like, Here's the thing. So he is super paranoid at the beginning of the book. He's like, my nurse is watching me. The ears, mm-hmm. the walls have ears, yada, yada. But he turns out to be right. So Yeah. So it was like, is it paranoia if you're right? Yeah. So I was like, that was look like, if it had just been like an innocent nurse who maybe stumbled into a right, bigger thing. Right, like grabbing her arm and being all like <laughs> aggressive. And then it turns out like she's working for Major Vance. And yeah. Was, yeah. So I think that might have weakened it too because we couldn't tell. Because like at first I'm like, well, is he a paranoid old man? Because this lady is spying on him. Right. Like he called it. <laughs> but he was he was absolutely right about that. But, but so he, he did a lot. Like he mm-hmm. he's hiding things under bunk beds. He's like he's tricking Avery left and right. Like which to me, like we can talk a little bit about Avery. She's a uh, you know one of his clerks. Mm-hmm. She has um, not a perfect memory, but what, what was it? Edetic, edetic, is that what it's called? Edetic? Something like that. But she has really good recall. Yeah, photographic memory, which um, he says is cheating. You know, I agree with her. It's not, but it's not. It's not really. I mean, I guess it's debatable if it, that's like intelligence or if it's just you can do really well on law school tests because you can look <laughs> up and remember like all the words in a paragraph. Yeah, um, because he he's tricking homegirl like left and right. He tricks her into signing the guardianship <laughs> papers like in a really um, low effort way. Yeah. She's getting a hit on the head a lot. Her <laughs> mom is tricking her constantly, and it's like the thing that she has going for. Her, and I think we sussed this out last time. 
she just she loves the law. She like she really loves really the law. Yeah, yeah. And she might not be like the brightest. She's definitely not like the strongest. She's not fighting anybody except not the most aware. Not the most aware of what's going on around her at any time. But she loves the law. And at the end of the day, it didn't get him out of the coma. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't stop the merger. But it is what got it it is what counted. Yeah, it's got what got the work done. Yeah. Um, I think I think we should just go on this and say it. we're going to be all over because this book is so dense that it's trying dense. to go plot by plot and remember everything in order is just going to be torture for you. It's going to be torture mm-hmm. for us. It's just going to be bad. So, mm-hmm. so, so yeah. So it's this the press. Basically, he puts himself in this coma. He's paranoid. He puts himself in this coma, declares Avery his guardian, trick, tricks a lawyer into signing a document unseen. Mm-hmm. Which right there, that should have failed her, honestly. That should have been like, <laughs> that should have been. <laughs> you should have been like, oh, maybe not Avery. Yeah, that should have been the first. Like, she just signed this shit. And then, so she's, and so what is the first clue? I can't remember. He dies and he says something like, where the two rivers meet. She has like, he has like this cryptic thing he says where he dies, like, Tigress lost where the two rivers meet. And that yeah. sort of is like, what sends her on the start of this journey and she starts collecting yeah. clues and molly's yeah. right one's like under a bed at a cabin one's in a safe yeah and i'm gonna i want to be real honest with you the clues are what completely lost me because i was like what are we doing what are I, we doing i feel like stacy just had a lot of fun writing <laughs> i think she did and i think like like i think about my husband who loves puzzles and he loves like escape rooms and all that stuff and for me, it's very frustrating because I'm like, we know who did this shit. Go get him. <laughs> we know when they said biotech, oh, they're doing genetic. They're doing something fishy. Experimenting on humans, probably. Well, I think, I think yeah, saying that, I think I will push a bit. We know who did, we know someone did something. But for the mm-hmm. great majority of the book, we don't know what. I it's- feel like, I feel like you could guess it right at the beginning. <laughs> It's like company making medicine, company making, they testing shit on people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they could have went and found the, like, Avery didn't need to do any of this. <laughs> like, they're professionals who could have, I think, found those doctors. Yeah, she doesn't, you know what I mean? She didn't trust any of, like, the, and I mean, granted, she was right now to trust. She didn't trust any of the people who were, like, supposedly trying to help her, like the FBI agents or anything. She's like, mm-hmm. she sneaks out of a number. <laughs> Like, she makes the FBI look like fools because she sneaks out of the FBI's watch like four or five times. A couple times, yeah. She's like shimmying down a window, fire escape. Like, start covering uh, windows, FBI. Well, at least, like, have someone in there with her. Yeah. You're like, okay, Avery, I know you broke out three times before. <laughs> but this time, you got a pinky promise that you're going to <laughs> So, um, so we talked a little bit about Avery. We talked a little bit, and maybe this is a good time to bring up the race and colorism. Um, talking about Avery and uh, Justice Wynn. Yeah. And um, the, the thing about this book is we know Avery is uh, uh, Black. She's mixed. She's one of those green-eyed mixed people. 
And you know, uh, I didn't pick that up till the very end that she was mixed. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't until she drops that line about her, people used to tease her for having a white mama and it was her dad who um, would make her feel better. And that came kind of late in the book where she's talking about like, why did my dad have to leave me with this this crack addicted mama or whatever she's on? I did not realize her mother, even with the green eyes, I thought she was just, exa- I don't know, like, I don't know, fan. I don't know. No, I'm not going to say fan. We, no, we talked about this. We talked exactly about it. Like she has that kind of exotic look to her. Yeah, um, we did. But when I was reading it, when it was just me by myself. I right at the beginning I was like, oh, here we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go again. Um and so we don't really know like uh, besides Avery, her mom, her dad, the races of anyone else Mm-mm. in this book. Um so <laughs> Save the Indian scientist. Thank you. Thank you for the narrators. (laughs) And Nigel Cooper. Thank you again, narrator's accent. That is, I I forgot about those accents. (laughs) 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 But yeah, um, Howard, wait, because you read it, you thought he was black. I was like, this dude is libertarian. He's absolutely white, yeah. Well, and I, it said bronze. And I thought, well, right author did write it. And I'm like, well, it's not impossible for there to be a black justice. You know, black people come a long way. We don't have to top, top out at Clarence Thomas. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking about that mug. Apparently, I read some piece, some story that said, like, Clarence Thomas is part of the reason why there aren't more black Republicans. I think it's hilarious. Um, I that too. <laughs> so, so that was funny. Like, him and Kanye, that's there you go. I mean, even Obama straight up was like, there is no black representation on the Supreme Court. When he like stops giving a shit. Right, when that like real Obama, that weed smoking Obama. When he has out. to turn off the politician, he is my favorite. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, so I like. We don't need to get into it because I don't want Molly mm-hmm. to be upset again. But there is this air of like, they talk about her looks a lot and how like, oh yeah, I can see how the justice could sleep with her, which I thought was kind of yeah. icky. Yeah. I mean, I guess it, it it's what would happen in this case. It's like, because he's got, so when had a wife who died mysteriously, mm-hmm. a la the staircase, is it resolved? <laughs> um, Molly read that. I didn't think about that. We never resolved that in our last we recording. Never, you thought she was murdered, and I was like, it was a natural death. And they never resolved it. It's like, first wife died in mysterious circumstances. Second wife left in mysterious circumstances. Now he's with this young, uh, <laughs> this young mulatto woman. <laughs> and she suddenly is, you know, has access to all of his... Uh, uh, money and uh, property and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I would see that the press would be like, oh my god, they're fucking they yeah. could be. Um, so that wasn't a stretch to me, but um, well, it wasn't. A, it was like in people's 
the media I got, but it'd be like, mm-hmm. we'd be like in the president's head and he'd be like, so the media is saying he's having an affair with her and he would look at her and it's like, he, he was almost like undressing her with the eyes and he'd be like, mm-hmm. he could see why she was with her curly hair and her, and I'm like, okay, I don't want to be and a creep. Yeah, I don't want to be like, did you read Harry Potter where they kept talking about like, oh my God, his green eyes, his green, oh my God. And it's like, it's this weird, like exoticizing and especially since she's mixed, it's yeah. like, I just, and then you don't know anyone else's race, it's kind of like, Ugh. Yeah, so and it was like, kind of disorienting. So, yeah, yeah, we talked about that. I think, for me, I think, so I'm trying to think, because I feel like I, I'm bouncing around, <laughs> and I'm trying to, like, keep it straight well, out of Okay, so we talked, to, we talked about Avery, we discussed Howard and if he was black, um, if he's Clarence Thomas, or if he's Justice uh, Kennedy. Um, <laughs> and so we could, I guess we can move on to his son, who's another Jared, Jared big character. Yeah. Who was fine. He was, he was what the book needed. She needed someone on her side who had those skills, and he had them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he like, like worked in intelligence, right? Maybe. Yeah, he was he was in the navy, and he got training. And I think I think it alludes to like because you know all these books they're not just in the navy, they're not just in the army, they're not just right. whatever. They're in like a super super special ops team. So he has right. like all those skills. It's sort of like it was interesting. It got a little bit too for me like behind the scenes when like the whole team came together. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. So there's your science expert. There's mm-hmm. your intelligence expert. There's your law expert. Like everyone had all the skills she needed. It felt mm-hmm. a little bit too convenient, especially like mm-hmm. the roommate who was like not there for like the first third of the book. And all of a sudden she's on this team, yeah. even, though she, even though she told Avery girl, stay out of it. People are trying to kill your ass. Right. And it's like, you have to really love your, your roommate. <laughs> To get mixed up in all this for them. After pulling all nighters too, she's like, "I just had a a twenty hour um, shift. I gotta go crash." Right. right. Next thing you know, you get escorted by the FBI. Right. I don't know. Maybe we're just more hateful people, but yeah. I think this book we were we didn't hate it, but I think we were both. No. You were more cool on it than I was. I think I yeah. gave it a three point five. Yeah, I didn't give it a rating. I artfully. I look now that I think about it. I probably, for me, for me, I'd probably give it a two. It yeah. was a real struggle uh, for me to read it. Um, yeah. And we can can we talk about the point where I got mad? And I think this is where we both the pacing. If I yeah. had to do a big critique about this book, the characters are fine. I think they're passable. That's why there's not much to say. They did their job. They're more they like would, pawns moving around, kind of they're dittering around over here and then they're looking over there. Yeah. And then it's like all of a sudden everyone's getting shot and being strangled and garroted. Yeah. 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 And like their motivation makes sense even even though, you know, delusion the paranoid old man who maybe isn't paranoid. Maybe he's right. Like all that makes sense. For me the big issue was the pacing because the book mm-hmm. moves really fast and then we hit that part where her mother gets kidnapped mm-hmm. and she comes up, Avery comes up with her master plan. So she's put everything together at this point. She's like, mm-hmm. the president was taking part in, the, in these unethical tests to kill 
to kill Muslims. And she's got mm-hmm. all this stuff. But because she's a lawyer, this, I think you were right on it, Money, when we were talking about it last time. Because she's a lawyer, like, everything has to go through, like, she has to present the evidence the proper way or something. Mm-hmm. So she hold. there's this big press conference where Avery's like, I'm going to resign. So basically, let me step back. The hostage takers want her to kill Justice Wynn in order to get her mother back. She's like, okay, how about I just step down from guardianship and he stays alive? And then the president or whoever, or he removes, he resigns from the from the bench. Does she, mm-hmm. wait a minute, now I'm getting confused. Does he she, give up guardianship or does she resign? I don't think she bench? gives up guardianship. She gives, she um, resigns him because they're yes. like, hello. And then they're, because he wants to, he wants to, uh, pack the court he wants to have another yes. appointment because i guess mitch mcconnell exists in this book too. <laughs> yeah. um, so um she's he's like uh kill justice when we're gonna kill your mom and then she's like uh well what if i just resign him and he's like you know that could work too but then he's like and then he's like feeling good he's like but i'm still gonna kill her right i'm still gonna kill her yeah like okay. we don't kill them both <laughs> we gotta kill them both right okay yeah 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 <laughs> So I don't think she resigns it, but I don't think it really matters because they plan to kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so she has all this evidence and there's this big press conference. And this is the scene where I thought in front of all those press, she was going to be like, y'all, the president killing folks. But she doesn't. Right. She's just standing there like, okay. She just delivers this speech about how great uh, Justice Wynn is. And then she leaves and then they find her mom. And then she sues the United States. And this becomes a picked apart plot point over whether or not she has grounds or maybe she files an injunction. I don't know. Legal stuff. It becomes a picked apart plot point over whether or not she has grounds to do that. And my non-lawyer ass is sitting there like, wait, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And this is where it gets into the pro. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like the whole climax of the book. Like your book had, it had all this steam like we were going, 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 and then civil procedure, and original you know what, jurisdiction. A certain, a certain nerd, like this is really doing it. Like this is really, they're like, oh, like this is a great climax, and yes. But I think for like the average, you know, idiot like myself, it's kind of like, oh, oh no, I'm having flashbacks. It felt like we were arguing, we were nitpicking the stuff, and it felt like, like it felt like the ending and that satisfying climax kept getting pushed back and delayed, and I was starting to get frustrated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's like I could see someone who's like sitting and they're watching like uh, Law and Order, or they're watching like um, I don't know a Tyler Perry movie. Is this he? Have, he has a lawyer. What's that one it came out on Netflix? It has a lawyer. I forget. Oh, and I thought you talked about the movies with Judge Maybelline in them. Because he's had a couple Medea movies that take place in a court. He Medea went to jail. Medea did go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one and like the lady uh, um, like she she gets, gets made to con man and her attorney is like doing a bunch of uh, wild things and um, Cicely Tyson, they were keeping her in the basement. <laughs> But it's this climax is for the person who would watch that movie and be like, that's not how that would work. They should just walk in there. They, they need to follow us and they need to do that and they need to. This is the climax for that nerd. Yes. It is not, oh, I casually watched like Law and Order or West Wing. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's to. 
And I felt, again, I felt like she probably had a ball writing this. Probably. She, writing the different, all the chess puzzles. She probably loved that. She probably Mm -hmm. loved the code. She loved digging into the law and writing this hypothetical, these hypothetical arguments in front of, like, Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court. I bet she had a blast. I bet she did all the science shit. Yeah. It binds this and does this and this. I'm just sitting here, like, I, I think that's why I started saying I felt dumb. Yeah, I think I'm just too dumb to like to appreciate Stacey Abrams' like work, especially when she's digging into her wheelhouse. Like romance, yeah. her romances aren't as politically minded. I think there's mm-hmm. still an element of maybe like a crime, but it's like you know crime stuff. We all mm-hmm. you know, sigil. I get that. Right, right, and it's like you know having done what she did, like outside of like her author life. Yeah, um, you have to have a very deep understanding of politics and mm-hmm. how shit works and how like the law works on a level that like you know a lot of us don't have because a exactly. lot of people are not Stacey Abrams and are not able to do the things that she did. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying, girl, throw us a bone. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta help us out. You gotta help us out. You gotta have like an index or something because. I told I'm Molly, struggling. I told Molly I had to Google original jurisdiction because mm-hmm. my dumbass thought it meant that <laughs> that's because, because they broke the law. <laughs> because the laws made it, they can't rule on it. I'm like that don't sound right. That doesn't seem right, and it was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's like for that's why I was like hesitant to like even give it a grade because it's like. You know, if you're into that, if you love this kind of shit, if you're like that puzzle kind of solver, just for the sake of there being puzzles in it, not because you're trying to figure out a mystery, <laughs> like you're gonna love it. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, it's not me. Yeah. And I was enjoying it until we hit all the law stuff. Like mm-hmm. it, it gets... It's really actually right up until she collects, when she finds out, after she finds out everything, that's when it kind of, that third act loses mm-hmm. me. Because so, you know what? When you said it was really actiony, it is like surprisingly violent. Yes, people are getting off left and right. Like the left woman and gets right. Piano wire around her neck. It's like, oh. Like all these people are like convulsing, and Avery's like, we have to watch every single video. It's like, oh, yeah, right. All these prison torture videos, must we? Must we, (laughs) But she's so she's so committed to the law that she has to dissect this evidence firsthand. Yeah, yeah, and because there's that scene where, and I wanted to make sure we pointed this out, while she is a little bit slow on the uptake sometimes, her love of the law. Because when they're asking her, like, oh, you sleep, you fucking with him, right? Like, that's why you got the, that's how this happened. That's how you got the guardianship. And it's no, it's because she has, like, this kind of, like, unwavering, like, dedication to the capital law. Not to justice so much. Not to doing what she thinks is right, but to doing what legally is correct. And I think she's like, well, because justice wins is you know uh, a supreme court justice and he's he also is interpreting the law and upholding the law and you know respects the law 
um, and is doing what he thinks the law says is correct, then I am loyal to him. If he falls mm-hmm. outside of that, then I'm not loyal to him. And mm-hmm. I think that that's, that is like the kind of lawyer character that like lawyers love, <laughs> but it is not the kind of lawyer character that um, anyone else loves. Then <laughs> <laughs> you were going to say me and you were like, oh, everyone. <laughs> like I remember my mom loves Law and Order. We watch it all the time growing up. And my dad, who's a criminal defense attorney, when he came in and he would see it, that guy Jack McCoy would be on. And he'd be like, oh, that prig, he's just doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Like, this is so, like, and, you know, he's like, these prosecutors, they're just running all over everybody. And so I feel like that is more like the lawyer we're used to seeing in, as the hero. Yeah. Like, they're maybe not going to follow all the rules. They're maybe, and maybe that's why the end is so, it's a fight about rules. Because she loves the rules and she believes in the rules. Mm-hmm. And the law is just a set of rules and fucking logic games. And it's not always related to justice because at the end, like in my mind, justice would be this merger doesn't go through. And, um, you know, everyone who was involved in it is uh, uh, imprisoned or they answered for it. And Justice Wynn wakes up and like they lose all the money. Uh, from this medicine but it's like that's not what happened because hey the the question the legal question is this merger okay was yeah so it went through yeah and I'm gonna kind of push back and maybe this is why I was so disappointed by the inconsistency because she goes by the book and by the law sometimes Mm -hmm. like there's this scene where her mom is getting like so there's a scene she's at the bus station and her mom is getting groped mm-hmm. up by like this mm-hmm. this weed I don't know is he a weed dealer or is he just some rando who smells like weed but this I man, think they were implying that they were both high yeah she's felt up by some man and he like threatens to rape her mom and so she has a switchblade and she's like gonna mm-hmm. pull it out even though having weapons like they keep going on and on. I don't think in any other book would anybody care like whether or not switchblades are legal again again because she's so law focused if she really was this person who didn't care it wouldn't even be a consideration she would just have a blade on her yeah but because she's like she wants to operate in the law she wants to always do what's right in the law I think anyone else would say if your mom's about to be raped, yeah, pull an iPhone at you. That's fine. Yeah. But she's well, like, she well, was. She was. But maybe not so much her, but the book. Like, justice in the book is squarely within the law. Mm-hmm. So this is her acting outside of it. Yeah, okay. Even I though, that, yeah. yeah, even though, like, I think most people's definition of justice or doing what's right isn't necessarily tied or always tied to what's legal yeah in the district of columbia <laughs> because like if you were to ask me if switchblades were illegal in st louis i could not tell you i am you don't, not yeah i would just own one i'd be like okay you know let me get a right? switchblade it's dangerous and if you were fighting off somebody it wouldn't really matter to you and if i was right like if i was the author telling your story i'd be like danielle had to pull out her switchblade to fight the man <laughs> yeah. i wouldn't I also wouldn't be thinking about if they're legal <laughs> in, the, in the city of St. Louis. But because maybe not, maybe it's not so much Avery, but because the the driving force of this book, mm-hmm. The Sense of Justice, is the letter of the law, um, it is concerned at that point. Yes. The point of view is concerned, yeah. 
I can say, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because you were talking about how by the book she is. I'm like, well, she's not. But even when she rebels, it's still, Mm -hmm. (laughs) she's aware of the law she was breaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, I guess like, yeah, you're right. She's not always acting within it, but she's always aware. Yeah. Of it when I don't think anybody else really cares. Yeah, who knows how many laws I break a day? Park the wrong right. way, cross the street the wrong way. Listen to something on YouTube you shouldn't listen <laughs> to, like uh, some copyrighted material. Uh, forgot your license going out. Like, there's a lot of things you do every single day, and even when you're not like fighting the FBI and you know trying to thwart murder plots, like you know. You know, how many people have, like, a pocket knife on them? And those are mostly illegal, too. So it's, like, little mace. 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 My sister has mace on her keychain, and I'm 99% sure that's illegal. She's like, I got it. Right, (laughs) right, exactly. She's like, okay, well, am I really going to care if I need the mace? Probably not. I was just like, just make sure you know how to use it, because the worst comes is you mace yourself. (laughs) You're macing yourself. That would be me. So, um... So yeah, that's interesting. I had another point I wanted to bring up about lawyer stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess, I do you remember the plot point? And this is when I thought, I'm like, maybe this is getting a bit too convoluted. I had to look up the name and I already forgot. It was something to do with his will and how there were 28 versions of it. <laughs> but one was missing. Do you remember that plot point? Oh, vaguely. And like, so I thought for the most part the mystery was streamlined, but there were a few elements every in there, and I'm like, there's got to be a way we could not streamline. I thought I understood it. It was not streamlined mm-hmm. at all. I thought there were ways it could be streamlined because that's one that stuck with me, and that when I was reviewing things for this episode, mm-hmm. that I realized I, I don't think ever was solved. She meets with Noah, the justice mm-hmm. Justice Wins lawyer, which must be a thankless job. Oh my god, <laughs> could you imagine? <laughs> probably calling him all kinds of names on the phone <laughs> he's like just talking shit about you and your legal education but he Joe was like he had 28 it was a word i gotta go it was like he didn't say will it was like citadel not citadel that's like a building i can't remember uh there were a lot of legal like a lot of legal terms in this but book. it's like again wills and trust wills trust estates that's another extremely rule heavy what's that I was gonna say niche. Like, how many? How many of us are? Like, I, my, I don't know anybody. My no one in my family makes or has enough property or money or power that like we need a a, a state lawyer, a state attorney. But it's like it's 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 another like extremely complicated, very heavily rule based area of the law. Oh, I imagine. Mm-hmm. I imagine. But I I can't find the word. It's and it's not like I'm no lawyer. I probably can't even pronounce it. But he has like. There's, it's alluded to that he has 28 versions of his will, or 27, and the most recent one is missing, and that they need that recent will in order for, like, I don't remember what it was about. It has one of the secrets. It has I one can't of even the... remember. <laughs> so I was on the clues and stuff. Guys, we're trying. I know we sound kind of scatterbrained in this one, but uh, besides the fact that we're re-recording um, an extended time after we already read it, this book was also it's like dense. It's dense. Like, it's very dense. It's like a cake with no flour. Like, 
There is a lot to go over. So, um, I liked Noah. Noah was my favorite character because there were multiple points where he was just like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. I think there's like a shootout and the FBI. Like, I'll be in the car. <laughs> no, the FBI agent is like the lawyer stays in the car and he's like, I'm fine <laughs> with that. <laughs> like that's me too because Jared's Jared's getting in a fight with a dude to go out there. Right. I'll be like, I'm gonna sit in the back seat. Jared's like gonna... dodging bullets. I'll be like, I'll be, I'll be around the corner. I'm gonna be in the back seat under this pile of Kevlar vest. If we cool. have call somebody, somebody else. Not me. Not me. So I liked Noah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. There was a whole plot point we didn't even get to when we did our last discussion. That's basically Avery's reputation with like the media. I get the mm-hmm. feeling Stacey Abrams doesn't like the media. And as <laughs> a trained member of the media, I'm hurt. There's like a reporter, Scott something, who's like... Mm-hmm. They're just shitting on his name. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're kind of like buddy-buddy uh, with the president. And, and like yeah. all the press conferences, I remember he's like, oh, there's a friendly face, there's a friendly face, there's a friendly face. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish, because reading it, I was like, I get there's problems with the media. But I couldn't figure out if Scott was supposed to be like a regular, like a regular journalist, if he was supposed to be like a quote, journalist from a station like Fox News mm-hmm. or a, quote, journalist from a place like TMZ. Mm-hmm. Like, he was making shit up at one point. And, he, and he's, like, shoving microphones. And, because Fox News, for all their stuff, they're not following, they're not ambulance chasing at a hospital. They're yeah, not like, it's not, like, the yeah. TMZ. Like, yeah. yeah. They're not going to be at the hospital room while the guy's in the, like, they're a step above that. So I just didn't like it. I was like, okay, the media, as a, someone who likes the Constitution, Ms. Abrams, mm-hmm. you should understand that the journalists, journalists are required for a healthy democracy. Mm-hmm. As they told me in law, in J school, it's the only occupation even mentioned in the Constitution. Somebody mm-hmm. better fact check me on that because I have never read the Constitution all the way through. <laughs> I don't know if I should have been that. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if we're not counting soldiers and actual politicians. I mean, like, uh, judges and, I don't know, I'd have to, I'd, yeah. you know, that, that threw me for a loop. I, I don't even going to say nothing. So, so, yeah, I just thought it was interesting how she portrayed the media. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, yeah, she's not, she's not really interested. This book, this book's perspective is not interested in the first amendment. I mean, I guess not not in the way that I would be interested in the First Amendment. Exactly. So, so it's just really, this is how I know I can never be a lawyer. Because I was reading this and I was like, ooh, I do not care. Like, <laughs> I had to hear about the Constitution. I was like, maybe move on. <laughs> like, get a new document. <laughs> I know. It's the basis for our whole system. I know, but I feel like why, and I guess this goes with me, how I feel about current events now. Why do we treat what these old white slaveholding dudes said in the 1700s as if it's immutable, as if it's not, like, as if we can't take it and amend it to meet current needs? And, and that's a whole, and that, that's an actually extremely interesting side. 
but again, in my opinion, of constitutional law. It's like, okay, well, if you have the originalist, then, you know, the president isn't in charge of Air Force because they couldn't have conceived of an Air Force. They right. couldn't have that in the presidential powers. So he ain't in charge. They're free to do whatever they want. You know what I mean? Or it's yeah. like a living, breathing document that, and there are, there are good arguments, like, not good, good is not the right word. There are well-constructed arguments on each side, and it's interesting to learn about them and read them and see what a good argument can be made based on a set of facts, mm-hmm. even if it's something you don't agree with. And I think Stacey Abram is doing that, but she's just doing it in an area of the law that a lot of people just do not know about. Yeah, I think so. Like, because when I think about that book I thought we were getting, I was mm-hmm. hyped for it. Mm-hmm. I think, did you listen to her introduction? I think I did not. It basically just, it was kind of like, and I think they should have said this a little bit more explicitly in the book. It was basically Mm -hmm. like how we, you know, there are things we can do if the president isn't like, there's constitutional Mm -hmm. amendments that explain what to do when the president is incapacitated. And I think Mm -hmm. there's similar measurements for like lawmakers, but -hmm. nothing exists for a judge. And I thought it would Mm -hmm. explore, again, I thought we were getting a thriller where (laughs) a judge was, a judge was, incapacitated and people were trying to off him and then there was going to be while the people are trying to off him his politicians and the people working in in washington were going to try and do legal maneuvering to try to either take power or and ensure he keeps answer, power that is exactly what's going on but the answer isn't <laughs> you know mr smith goes to washington the answer is avery getting up and talking about if she had the the legal standing to be there yeah like the rules I, are so dense and so dull at times like that's exactly what she's doing it's just not all that interesting sometimes she is and like as you say that that is what she's doing i guess i wanted it another way yes yeah exactly so because when you read the premise it sounds like oh that is like what would happen Mm -hmm. because i think it's interesting wasn't there like a minor constitutional crisis when like reagan was shot or something and they're like yeah yeah, they're like, do we invoke the 25th Amendment? Mm-hmm. And that came up a lot over the last four years, the 25th Amendment. Yeah, yeah. Well, See, Danielle. Like, so, I know, they have all this devotion to this document, and then they don't want to use it. That's all I want to say. The amendment's <laughs> there. Use it. So, we have to wrap up. I know. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> We're not going to go three hours? <laughs> I know, we got... We got responsibilities. This isn't our normal <laughs> midnight recording. Right. So, so I think um, I think we ended last week saying we recommend it for people who are into this kind of nerdy law stuff. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. it's well written. Yes. Uh, it's what you said. It's really engaging, all that stuff. But if you don't buy in at the beginning, because that's, that's what you're in for. That's what you're getting. That's what you're getting. It's not going to be the big climax or, you know what I mean? So, or there is, but it's not what you might think. It's not what you'd see on TV. Exactly. That's not like a law show on TV. Yeah. So, so that, that's it. Again, this is conversations kind of all over the place, but I think that reflects our feelings. I think so. Yeah. So we had, we're going to wrap things up. We had a question for next episode. Yes. 
And her question is, um, what are what books are you looking forward to in the back half of 2020? 21. We are oh. not, <laughs> not going back. Of 2021. <laughs> I will I'm not go back. <laughs> what books are you look what books are you looking forward to in the next six months? Yes, there we go. I'm excited. This is always my favorite question. Yeah, I like this question too. So, because we get a lot of good recs, and sometimes we read them and discuss them. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think we've got a lot of good books this way. Mm-hmm. So, if you want to take part in that conversation, you can. Well, look for the tweets. It'll be mm-hmm. at tweet. Well, ah, if you want to take part in this conversation, follow us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit, on Instagram at BCL Podcast. Um, or if you're just looking for more information, you can visit us at blackchicklit.com. Yeah, if you have questions or comments, you are interested in advertising or being interviewed, don't send it to an email that we don't publicize. Send it to <laughs> contact at blackchicklit.com because that's what we check. Exactly. Um, we want to say thank you to our patrons, Allie, Alyssa, Brittany, Brianna, Catherine, Ellen, Emily, Erica, Frank, Heather, I Found This Great Book Podcast, Jennifer, Kat, Katie, Martel, Melissa, Sarah, Sylvia, Therese, Whitney, and YM. Without y'all's help, we could not do it. Y'all are helping us pay for servers and books and all that stuff. Yeah, seriously. Um, Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. If anything goes down, let us know. Yes, please let me know if it goes down. <laughs> that's, like, that's super helpful, actually. Um, but it also helps other people uh, find us. Yep. And as always, thank you to Sweet45 for our theme, Jonesen. You can find them on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash sweet, that's S-U-I-T-E, 45. And that's it. That's a, that's a joint episode. I think that's done. Pick two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we'll be back to our chatty, um, messy selves mm-hmm. next episode. But this was good. I'm glad we were able to redo it because I didn't yeah. want to just be like, just oh, let it go. yeah, yeah. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Bye, guys. Bye.